come expecting something great from God this morning it is so wonderful to have back with us this morning our dear friend evangelist John Willis in the house come on Rock Church would you help me give him a great resurrection Sunday morning welcome right now amen before he comes I want to say to any of our first-time guests and visitors, when you came in this morning, you should have received a small invitation card, a VIP card. Immediately when we follow the service, we want to invite you back if you have one of those cards. When you leave out these lobby doors, you're going to see a red carpet. Somebody will be there to usher you into our VIP room, and we have a small token and a gift we want to give you just as our appreciation for you being in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. So join us right after the service. I'd love to meet you. But right now we are so grateful for the word of the Lord that's about to come into this place. Would you stand to your feet all over this sanctuary as we prepare for the entrance of the word of the Lord into this house? Come on, would, would you stand and lift your hands all over this place? While your hands are lifted, would you open up your mouth right now? And let's ask God to speak to us in this place. Come on, all over this sanctuary, if you came hungry for the word of the Lord, lift up your voice and magnify God as Brother Willis comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us today. Go ahead and lift your hands unto the Lord. Come on, lift them up high unto the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Why don't you close your eyes? as you lift your hands right now. And I want you to say in Jesus' name, I'm going to keep my mind stayed upon thee. Because when I keep my mind stayed upon thee, I have perfect peace. So what I got to say to fear, there's the door. What I got to say to the spirit that causes many of us to be afraid, there's the door. What I got to say to depression, there's the door. But what I do say to those that are hungry, come on in. Those that want to see a move of God, come on in. Those that want to be in his presence, come on in. Those that are hungry for the things of God like ever before, come on in to the house of the Lord. Praise God, praise God. 
Do a high five in the air to your neighbor and say, aren't you glad that you made it to church on Easter Sunday? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, amen. Praise God, amen. Then turn to your other neighbor and smile real big and say, hey, you look great today. Praise God, hallelujah. I give honor to the church here and all those involved that are making this thing happen. I give honor to this church, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. And I give honor to the ministry team of this church who have sacrificed their time to make it a place of safety for you to come to during this hour. I give honor to the saints of God. I give honor to all the guests of God that are here today. You have come to the right church. You have come to a church that believes in the truth of God and nothing else matters. Not the news, not fake news, not the world, not the pressure of the world, but because we have the fear of the Lord and we walk with God in this hour. Amen. I give honor to every pastor in the world. that God would lift their hands and their mind and their spirit and the burden that's upon them right now as they make decisions that will impact, that will impact the future of the church. So I pray, I do believe my job during end time revival is to lift hands of pastors wherever I go. I'm here to lift your pastor's hands right now. And if you're mad at me for doing that, go ahead and be mad. People have been mad at me for a long time. But I love Jesus most of all, and I love your pastor and his family most of all. I'm excited about being here during this time, even though it was not a planned event, but it was the right thing. And God put us together for such a time as this. Amen. So, but I give honor to these great men that are behind me, the great team, the choir, and my Lord, that sign team. Wow. You know, this church has been preaching since this morning, and if you haven't caught the preaching that's going on, you better wake up and realize there's something spiritual happening right now. give honor to all those that are online we're not mad at anybody that's online we're just sad that you can't be with us right now I do believe in house to house but I also believe in fellowship of one another you need our we are created for fellowship God did not he saw Adam and Adam was alone he desired that Adam would not be alone he desired fellowship one with another. This is the will of God in this hour. Amen. Praise God. So with all that being said, I look at this Easter and I was sitting over here and I begin to feel the weight of history upon my shoulders. 
as this particular Easter is probably one of the most important Easter services we could ever have than right now. So if you come expecting normalcy, I do not believe we're here for normalcy today. But we have come believing that through this first day of Easter, that as we are entering into the last days of revival, that today is a precedent of what is to come. And so I, I, I feel the pressure of it all, but most of all, I feel the heavenly God has come down in this place to bring the heaven to you uh, today, uh, that it's time to learn to walk in the heavenlies uh, wherever we go in this hour. So while you're standing, I know you've been standing long, if you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter number 1 uh, through verse number 5. Sister Tabitha was going to go ahead and preach today. And uh, so I'm glad that she stopped because she could have kept going. And uh, so I've got a few words to talk to her about that she doesn't need to go in and read my notes before she steps up here. So, amen. Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 5, and then we're going to read forward in Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 through 21. Amen. I, I uh, give honor to my family, my wife, my boys, my daughter, my son-in-law, my grandchildren, I love them dearly, I miss them so much, but most importantly, amen, I believe that they know the truth and uh, that they need to learn to live in it and they are living in it. Amen, I'm thankful I have boys that walk around fearless. They had a great mama that didn't teach him how to walk in fear, but walk with boldness and grab my boys are that way and Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind? So, uh, Sister Tabitha, can I preach now? I, I, okay, all right, I can preach now. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. In the original translation, it became without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. In the evening and the morning were the first day. Verse 18 of Exodus chapter 20 reads this. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, fear not, for God is come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. And the people stood afar off and Moses drew near unto the thick 
darkness where God was. I'm going to preach this morning on a subject called Our Darkest Moment is Our Greatest Hour. Our darkest moment is our greatest hour. So if you put your Bibles down, if you're in your living room, why don't you stand? Why don't you lift your hands in the heavens right now and ask the Lord to let us walk in his divine will right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We praise the mighty hand of God to move upon every household, every church right now, every drive-through church right now, every car, every house of prayer right now. God, that there would be a great awakening in this hour we are living in. Everybody ought to clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, if you believe that, you ought to clap your hands unto the Lord loudly. It ain't time for low uh, clapping. It ain't time uh, for low noise. It's time for high uh, noise, high clapping, uh, high praise. Uh, give it unto God. This is how you're going to shut the voices uh, of the world uh, out of your mind right now. Praise God, you may be seated. Uh, amen. I give honor to, once again, the people who have been delivering dinner to us while we have, amen, survived from service to service. Thank you for the wonderful meals. That has been wonderful, and I thank God for it. Praise God. Appreciate that. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I do not believe that the earth in its original state was made imperfect. I do not believe the earth and heaven was made imperfect. I believe it was whole. But see, because when God touches things, they are made perfect. The Bible says that blinded eyes can be seen, can see because God touched them. Leprosy can be made whole because God touched them. The lame can walk again because God touched them. The issue of blood is stayed because of the touching of God. Barren wombs bring forth children because of a God. Broken hearts are healed because of God, when God's hands hit it, God is going to fulfill what his plan is. Famine in the land can bring forth a harvest when God touches it. When there is no rain, when God touches it, rains coming. I'm here today to say if COVID-19 is here, I serve a God that is able to heal COVID-19. I don't need a vaccine. I need God in this hour. More importantly, I believe right now, oh, I wish I had a whole church that stood, that believed in the God of heaven, that can touch every virus. God can touch every sickness. God can touch any cancer. God can touch anything. God can give you a job when you ain't got no job. 
Do we not serve the God of heaven who created all things? And so while that darkness was upon the faces of the deep, something evil came down, I believe, creating a void on this earth. But the Bible says the Spirit of God moved upon the faces of the deep. I'm here today to tell you the greatest warfare we can have against the things that are going on in the world is to get the moving of the Spirit of God again in our homes, in our churches, in our lives. We've got to believe God. We ain't got time for to be intellectual right now. It is time for there to be a move of the Spirit upon the darkness that we feel, upon the world that we feel right now. just going to go ahead and say this. I'm just going to put it out there. Easter services have been known to be kind of the services where we don't always have the moving of revival. But I'm here today to tell you that's not the kind of Easter service we're going to have today. I'm I might as well just lay it out there. I'm telling you right now, you have got to believe right now, this very Easter service is the only thing that's going to give the world hope when they ain't got no hope right now. They may be indoctrinated by the world, but by the Spirit of God that comes forth out of some saints and some people of God who made up their mind, this isn't just an Easter service. This is is a time for the Spirit of God to move like we have ever seen it move. I wish somebody lift your hands right now. I wish somebody say, flesh, it ain't, we ain't got time for you. We fight against principalities and powers. We fight against darkness. It's time to believe. You've got to get into the Spirit of God. God, it's time to separate darkness from light. It's time to tell the world, I'm walking in the fear of God. I'm choosing to walk in the spirit of God. It's time to let the world know and the powers to be. Move out of my way. The spirit of God will move. So as we sit back and relax and we sit back and we let the pressure come against every one of you right now. The enemy is good at trying to stifle and try to slow down what God wants to do. But I believe that God began to do something in a world that was void and darkness was all around it. It's time to believe. If you believe in God that created this earth and also had some creative days, 
that God has the ability to fix what got full of voidness and full of darkness upon it. God's saying, I can create, I can create light from darkness. I can create firmament in the midst of the waters. I can call dry land to appear. I'm here today to tell you, I can do things right now that no man can touch but the hand of God. You've got to believe in the power of God. I'm telling you right now, we got to believe if the Lord was able to let the earth bring forth grass and the earth the yielding seed and the fruit tree the yielding fruit, you've got to believe that God, out of this darkness, we can have the greatest revival we have ever seen. We can have backsiders coming in the troves. We can have new souls running to the church. Why? I serve a created God that created you and I. I serve a God that can create anything out of darkness. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands right now. Somebody ought to shout right now. You ought to be shouting in your living room right now. You ought to be shouting in your car right now. Yeah, if you have never spoken tongues and let God give the utterance, you ought to be talking in tongues right now because I believe it's going to take the spirit of the almighty one of heaven to recreate what needs to be done in a darkened world right now. Even then, God separated from the heaven give light upon the earth, the lesser light and the greater light. Through darkness, he was able to create these things. Through this, we find here, he begins to create moving creatures that have life and pounds that may fly above the earth during that time of darkness, uh, great whales came forth. Uh, every living creature that moveth came forth. Uh, waters brought forth abundantly after the kind, uh, and every winged fowl after his kind. Uh, and God sought uh, that it was good. Uh, he said, be fruitful, fruitful and multiply. Uh, this isn't a time to believe. Uh, amen. That we need to retreat, uh, and we need to slow up our fruitfulness, uh, and we need to slow up, uh, replenish. Oh, uh, it's time to believe the God who we serve. It's time to be fruitful and it's time to multiply. It ain't time to get in the negative realm of the spirit. It's time to get into replenishing. Please God for a multiplication of the spirit and of revival right now. It's time to denounce hell. It's time to tell darkness. This is God's greatest hour. So, oh, and he said, let earth bring forth the living creature after its kind. Every creeping thing, the beast of the earth after its kind. And it was so out of darkness, land, out of darkness, water, 
separating water from it from above and below, creeping things, everything that began to happen, God begins to do something. All of a sudden, we find him that even in the darkness, he was able to create man out of his own image. He created him. He male and female created he them. That through it all, God was able to bring forth light and he breathed into man the breath of life that we would become a living soul. I'm here today to tell you, you've got to believe right now the kind of God I'm talking about is not a God to go crawl up in a corner somewhere where you lock down. No! God gave us a living soul that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly right now. I'm telling you right now, hell doesn't want this kind of preaching. Hell doesn't want this kind of thinking. Hell doesn't want this kind of desire. But somewhere I desired that I might live for God and I might. Well, it's time to tell the world I'm coming out of darkness. I serve a God that created me out of darkness. I wonder when there's somebody right now. I wonder if we could take a moment and you just dance because you came out of darkness. I wish every one of us would put a camera and let, uh, come on. What are we doing? I remember when the Lord brought me out of Come on. Come on, somebody. It's time to defy what the world is saying right now. How dare you do this right now? How dare you step out right now? You need to tell. Guess what? Hell, I'm still here. I'm still believing God for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost right now. Some of y'all have forgot where you came from. Some of y'all forgot what God created you out of your mess right now. You got your tie on. You got your suit on. You got your hair all tucked up. You have forgotten what God brought you out of. It's time to let the world know. I remember the darkened days before I found this God whose name is Jesus. It's time to let the world know who Jesus really is. He's not afraid to go to the woman at the well. He's not afraid to cross over the sea and find the man of Gadarene. It's time to believe right now whom God we serve. We serve a God that may be sleeping on a boat, but when he wakes up, peace be still. That's the kind of God we serve. We serve a created God that believes in creating things out of darkness. This is your hour. Oh, God. Oh, God.
come on. Yeah. I know the Bible says uh, we see through a dark uh, a glass darkly. But somewhere, that's where the Spirit steps on the scene. It's able to navigate through darkness. It's able to navigate through the storms when you cannot see the end result right now. This is what the Spirit of God does. It begins to move when you cannot see before your very eyes. This is... What am I doing? I'm trusting the Lord. I'm walking in the Spirit. I'm believing in the power of my Savior. He gave me the Holy Ghost. Oh, that I will. Oh, it's time to tell the world. Walk in the Spirit. Woo! This days will become darker, but God is letting the church become brighter. Oh, I'm telling you right now, you may have been raised in a world where you have to understand everything before you can act on it. God's trying to break the back of that spirit. That's a spirit that the enemy has used because then you learn not how to walk by faith. It's time to say, whoa, I'm stepping out of the boat. Well, I'm walking on water. How you doing in the midst of a storm? I don't know. I just got my eyes on Jesus. That's how I'm doing it. I've got my eyes upon the Lord. That's how I see it happening. It's time to say, oh, break mental power and let forth spiritual power. Let it become abundant. listening. The world is watching. We have got to be the people with the mind of the Spirit. Oh, God. Oh, God, Baca. See, what you're feeling right now Spirit is breaking through the shell of the flesh and the shell of carnality and the shell of no faith. What's happening right now in this very moment in this service right now, it is breaking the shell of hardness to spiritual things right now. We've got to let God break forth upon us. We've got to let God break forth in us and around us. Oh, and through us. We've got to believe right now. We're not going to stay hidden. Oh, somewhere. We're coming out of this thing alive. Alive full of the empowerment of God right now. You'll find 400 years earlier, God gives a vision to Abraham about the darkness that Israel was going to go through. You find that through that, the Bible says he got a vision from God. And through this vision, 
that this great darkness was going to fall upon them. I'm here today to tell you, oh, God has been warning us. There will be times that even the very elect will begin to be deceived in this hour. That even the smartest of smart will begin to be deceived in this hour. I'm telling you, we cannot stop living under the concept that I'm going to live upon my gift and my talent. No, you've got to learn to live without God. Without God, I am nothing. Without the Spirit of God, I am I'm a nothing, that nothing can be created out of this darkness without the Spirit of God moving upon us. So God gives Abraham this vision and tells him, but through it all, I want you to know something, Abraham, that when they come out of it, they're coming out with great substance. So I rebuke every lie from the pits of hell that said our churches will not survive. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I believe you keep the church alive. It's coming out with great substance. God's going to use this to show the world you're going to come out with great substance. Oh, come on, Fort Myers. Do you not believe a God that can come somebody can lay a $7 million check upon this church right now? Until this time right now, you can believe God is going to let you come forth with great Woo! It's time to believe in spiritual empowerment. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Tell me right now, I remember when we were trying to get our building. This is not even in my notes. But when we were trying to get our building in Huntington, we were down to the wire. Our bank there had already given us approval, had backed out. Backed out. And we were down to the wire to make this whole thing become complete. We were down to the wire. We didn't know what to do. So you know what? This crazy man decided to lock himself in the middle of January uh, in 10 degree weather uh, in a building that we knew God had given us. Uh, I locked myself in a room, uh, had a little mattress there, uh, and I said, I ain't leaving. I'm praying and fasting until God uh, answers this uh, prayer. Uh, I sat in that upper room. Uh, it was, it was an upper room. Uh, it became later as the boys' game room, but, uh, but through that room, uh, I'm telling you, uh, I had two other men uh, say, Pastor, can we join you? Uh, can we go we might have to go to work during the day but we promised we'll be fasting with you all day I'm telling you by the third day we got an answer by the Friday of that week we had the check in our hand I'm telling you Fort Myers, maybe you need to start believing that you lock yourself up in the spirit God will come through with grace That's foolish, Brother Willis. 
What are you doing in a building that have no heat? What are you doing up there in that car? That's foolish. You're stupid, Brother Willis. What are you doing? That's crazy. You might freeze to death. Well, we're not foolish. We brought blankets. And I was smart enough to bring at least a little box electrical fan. Had a little heat. But I'm telling you right now, this is the time that we're going to have to get a little wisdom of God that is foolishness to the world right now. It's time to believe, Ford Myers, uh, that God in this hour uh, is trying to prove you uh, to the world. Uh, you stay strong. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost strong right now. You stay strong to God uh, and let God use you out of darkness uh, and come out with great substance uh, right now. It's time to believe in the empowerment of the God. I know all of a sudden we felt the blockage in the spirit right now. Ooh, that's a little crazy, Brother Willis. You mean something radical? Yeah. Radical times requires radical faith. What else are you going to do? Go to Walmart right now? Go to Home Depot right now? Drive up Domino's? Drive up Wendy's? Drive up McDonald's? Yeah. Or have we decided? I'm tired. But you say, God, give me a place that I can go where I can only but see you in the midst of all this right now. The best thing the church could do right now is to shut down social media if you cannot have faith after looking at it. The best thing you can do is shut down the news media if you can't have faith while listening to it. The best thing you could do right now is to find yourself a place in God and let God revive the Holy Ghost inside of you. Why? That's what moves across the faces of the deep and darkness is begin to be dealt with right now. Darkness. 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 Well, we talked a little bit about it in Tuesday. But I'm here today to tell you the reason why God chose certain things because he was separating the world from believers. And it will shock you probably realizing not everybody's on the believing side. Say that again. It's going to shock you to find out how many really are believers that walk by faith versus those that don't. So what do you do? 
Do you go on the other side of the cloud and be where the Egyptians are? Or do you stay on this side of the cloud and stay where the children of Israel, God, are? He allowed that darkness, that cloud of darkness, to separate between the two. God always uses darkness to establish those that are his versus those who are not his. Uh, that's why you got to understand that when Moses sat here, he's sitting there at the bottom of this mountain. And the people, the Bible says, got fearful. They couldn't handle what was going on. They stood afar off as Moses true to the thick darkness where God was, the Bible says. I'm watching your pastor right now. I feel his heartbeat. I'm with him. I'm rubbing shoulders with him. I'm telling him right now, he's going to the mountain right now. He's saying, that's where I'm going to be. You can do what you got to do, but I'm going to the mountain. I'm going to see things from God I never saw before. I'm going to participate in things in God. I never, oh, I wish somebody helped me right now. I believe God is going to bring this man to a place before God uh, that boy, I So this darkness that Moses went into, he, that here we find out that Moses begins to witness things from the mount. He began to see the back parts of God. I believe that's where he understood how to write about Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. He saw these things and was able to write such things of God. He saw the finger of God begin to write upon the Ten Commandments in a dark cloud. Amen. I'm here today. He began to see. He saw the glory of God in the dark cloud. He said, oh, you need to hear me right now. There are things going to happen to your man of God that some of you are not going to be able to handle what God's going to use this man for. It repeats it. It talks about in Deuteronomy about the thick darkness. And with a great voice, he heard God, and God began to move upon Moses. The children of God, during that time, there was few that went up to the mountain, and I won't have time to get into all the details of that, but there are few that followed him for a certain while. But, but the Bible says that the children of God, were letting their fear drive them to a great place of carnality while Moses was up in the thick darkness. Oh. All along, God is telling Moses, I am the Lord thy God. Which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is earth beneath or that is in the water upon the earth. He began to bring forth all these ten commandments, uh, sharing with him uh, that's going to separate. He began to establish uh, the tabernacle and begin to establish uh, the separation between the presence of God and those outside the presence of God. He began to establish sacrifice and the necessity of it versus those that were not. He began to do all this while he was in the dark cloud. And all along, the people sat down at the bottom. Fear. 
fear. They sat there at the bar. And all of a sudden they find themselves taking all the gold and begin to make something they could see in the visible. This golden calf. And they begin to darkness going on. One side is up here in fire. While the other side is driven. Why are you being led on gold? That's why you find scriptures like this. Thou art my lamp, O Lord. And the Lord will lighten my darkness. Solomon often says, he said, the Lord said that he would dwell in thick darkness. The Bible says that Job, there's more scriptures written about darkness in the book of Job than any other book. We find Job loses his children, house, cattle, everything of his substance. And on the other side of Job, while he's dealing with darkness, he's got friends and he's got his wife, his own spouse, trying to tell him, why don't you just curse God and die? And all along Job, you'll find, begins to read things and say things in his book. And it says things like, let the stars of the twilight therefore be dark. Let it look for the light, but we have none. Neither let us see the dawning of the day. He began to say things like, the land of darkness is darkness itself as a shadow of death without any order. And where the light is has darkness. Job said, I discovered deep things out of darkness and bring it out to light the shadow of darkness. I'm here today to tell you, you've got to look at this right now, that this darkness is the moment that God's glory is coming down the mountain. I'm telling you, whoa, oh, that when he begins to show itself uh, that Moses even had to put a veil uh, over his head uh, because uh, he was more hungry uh, to see the glory of God uh, in the midst of darkness. Uh, I'm here today to tell Fort Myers, uh, this is your greatest hour. Uh, are you hungry uh, to see uh, the glory of the Lord? you come down and you go to Walmart, people are going to have to wipe their eyes. What are you doing? I'm living in darkness just like you. But I choose, oh, I choose to serve a God that creates things out of darkness. He creates things out of darkness and he does things out of divine darkness darkness Job talks about that he had fenced up my way that I cannot pass and he has set darkness in my path the things that Job's talking about oh wow he's lost his income losing his health boils 
find himself. He may be the only thing that's connected to holy man. He says stuff like naked. Darkness is not something we like to talk about. Darkness is not something that we go and say, I got to go live in darkness for a while. They've done studies about darkness where they have completely taken rooms. And they've taken these dark rooms and completely became absent of light. That people just in a few hours, in a few days, they begin to go crazy. Because they could not handle complete darkness. Studies have been done about what darkness does. It'll make a man or a woman go crazy. And you come out of that darkness, you don't know whether who, who you are anymore. You don't even know, realize where they were when they came out of that study. When we come out of this darkness, are we going to know who we are in God? Or are we going to lose our identity of who we are as a church in the midst of this darkness right now? I'm here today to tell you it's time for the church to go up into the mountain and be worshipers unto God in the midst of this great turmoil we're living in right now. You're getting to a place, the only thing that you're going to be able to do, Brother Kenneth, since you're kind of the cadet today, you're going to have to fall on your knees. You're going to have to lay flat. You ain't going to care about anything else. Oh, when's the last time you didn't care about anything else but God, God, where art thou? God, I need to see your glory. Nothing else matters. I got to see the power of God move. Yes, there was three days of darkness during the plague. We talked a little bit about it right now. But there was also three hours of darkness on the death of Jesus Christ. When he died in the sixth to the ninth hour, complete darkness. The God we serve, that's what makes this Easter so special. The God we serve in the midst of of that darkness, Sister Tabitha. You want to know what he was doing? He was going down, walking among the darkest of dark. He went down and said, give me the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Wow, in the midst of darkness, if we are going to be a church that believes in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ, it's time during darkness. You say, give me the keys back. If you believe we are preaching this truth, it's time to know you got 
Don't be afraid to walk among. We've got captives that got set free in the middle of his three-day journey. And the enemy would convince you, just relax. Just you be calm. Oh, this thing may just pass. No, this is a great awakening of the responsibility of the church. We have got to step up in the midst of the darkened days. Oh, it's time to believe the glory of the Lord is going to come forth. We've got to believe the empowerment of God is going to come forth right now. I believe up to that point, Abraham's bosom was not yet created. That was the place he went to the captives and took them. I'm here today to tell you, David said things like, he set me far above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was on my stay. He brought me forth into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who is God? Save the Lord. Who is the rock? Save our God. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon high places. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me that my feet did not slip. The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock and let the God of my salvation be exalted. You've got to stand in this hour and let your testimony go forth right now and believe God for the greatest testimony the world needs to hear that God salvaged the church in the middle of the greatest pandemic we might have ever seen. Oh, but I'm here today to tell you, we've got to make sure he's my rock. He's my salvation. He's my refuge. It's him whom I'm going to trust. David said, Thou says, well, stand. David said, he laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness and in the depths. He said things like, shall thy wonders be known in the clouds? Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his foe. Such as sit in darkness and the shadow of death being bound in affliction. He brought men out of darkness and the shadow of death to break the bands in sunder. Darkness. Funny word. 
can see your You don't know how you're going to survive. I'll tell you how you do it. Don't let the world shut the church door. You come here on an Easter everybody that's here in this room came because they knew that this Easter was the most important Easter of your life. If you really want to believe in the resurrected power of our Savior, it's time to lift your hands in this hour. And you stand and you come running to an altar as we are six feet apart. We try to follow every guideline that's out there, but even in all this, that we're going to lay our treasures up with the Lord right now. Come on, church. Come on, I think you ought to give thanks unto the Father which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light who had delivered us from the power of darkness. But ye are a chosen generation. Ye are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, it ain't time. You need to put on your hiking equipment and start climbing the mountain. You're going to put on your spiritual hiking equipment and say, I'm going where the Lord's at right now. I choose to be on the Lord's side right now. I choose because I'm hungry for the things of God right now. Oh! 